vision. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. A shooting situation broke out in Jersey City, New Jersey. Multiple police officers were shot. One was killed. The suspects are believed to be one male and one female, and overall six people are confirmed dead, including those two suspects. The shooting occurred at a kosher grocery store, and my heart just sank when I saw that because, of course, you fear that they're targeting Jewish people. Also, I want to give an update on the Pensacola attack. The city has since been hit with a crippling cyber attack, and we know the multiple Saudis have uh, been detained. Some were even filming the attack. Uh, roughly 300 Saudi military aviation students now have been grounded, and this is being described as an operational pause. Yeah, operational pause my ass. It seems to me that there's a, a serious concern that the Saudi nationals that are being uh, trained under this program have been infiltrated by some element of, of, of terrorism. I don't see any way to sugarcoat this, that the city gets hit by a cyber attack. You have six Saudi nationals detained, and now they're, they're, they're grounding the 300 remaining students, all of them located in Florida, it seems to me that the military is worried about these Saudi uh, military students. Why would they be worried about 300 if this is just an isolated incident? And what have they learned in their investigation that led them to ground the 300 Saudi military aviation students? Don't we have a right to know? And why aren't we hearing more about this? I'm really concerned. I think this is a extremely important issue because, trust me, the Saudis are watching how we respond, even if there's a slight chance. And I think there's an extremely likely chance. But maybe you're skeptical. You're saying, I don't know. I want to see where the facts lead. Fine. Even if there's a slight chance that the Saudis are watching how we respond to this attack, don't we run the risk? The Saudis are going to say, oh, well, they didn't do much. They didn't respond that harshly. Maybe we could get something like this, uh, uh, do it again. Maybe we could do it mm, something bigger, right? I mean, it's been a while, hasn't it? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking out loud because if I'm a Saudi intelligence official, it's important you put yourself in the head of what that rogue element in Saudi Arabian government, what that rogue element might be. And if you heard Tulsi Gabbard, she talks about this. They have these institutional schools that teach you basically to be racist against Israel and, and to hate the West and to hate America. They're called madrasas, I think, or something like this. Saudi Arabia is a number one exporter of hate and this uh, Islamic radical ideology. So I, I don't understand why there are friends except that the, there's a, a corruption going on. And there's a lot of money. And you have to always follow the money. We have to take a closer look at Saudi Arabia. I don't care who's been bought off or what kind of corruption. You know, ultimately, the leadership, the political leadership is beholden to the people. And whatever deals have been made, the biggest deal if they want to stay in office is the deal they make to us. They shouldn't forget that, right? This is Kingston Country. So the Democrats just agreed to a new trade bill with Trump. 
And they're doing this while simultaneously releasing these articles of impeachment. So they're completely two-faced. And it, look, if, if Trump's the most corrupt, horrible man in the world, why are you working with him? And why is he willing to work with you, by the way, if he's such a horrible demagogue, like you say? Why is he, why is he working with you at all? You know, he's in it for the American people. I'm sorry. He's not in it for the Democrats. And ultimately, he's not in it for the Republicans. I hate to break it to you if you're a loyal, lifelong Republican. Uh, Trump is loyal to the, to the people. You know, the people that elected him, that, the forgotten man and woman, just the everyday Joe and Jane, right? Me and you. Look, there's powerful people listening to this podcast, very intelligent, intellectual types listening to this podcast. And also, there's people that are specialists in their degree of work. Whatever you do, maybe you're not a, a PhD uh, psychologist or this kind of thing, but you have experience in your line of work. You have an opinion to share because you have a, an insight into your corner of the world, even if you don't have time necessarily to become a renaissance man in, in every single sphere. You are a renaissance uh, man or woman in your particular sphere of influence. And as a republic, we stand to gain so much when we can you know, pick that wisdom out of each other and really learn from each other. But instead... They, they just talk down to us and they're condescending, they're elitists, and they just want to, to, to tell us what to think. They want to tell you what to believe. They don't want you to come up with your own ideas or your own thoughts or to be skeptical or to have ideas. They don't want that because that threatens them. That threatens their intellectual superiority. Okay, but common sense says that whatever you want to learn about, you go to that specialist. So if you want to learn about fish, you probably want to go to the fisherman. That's my opinion. I would much rather get the fisherman's opinion on fish than some scientist that's never caught a fish and they just spent, you know, years in their life, or maybe they're a student, you know, studying animals and fish, but they've never actually gone to the water. They've never actually swam with a fish before. I don't care how many books they've read about fish. They haven't experienced it. So I'll go to the fisherman. I say, what is, what's the weirdest thing you've seen about fish? I bet he's going to tell me something way more interesting than this student is. Uh, do you agree with that? Do you, do you believe with, you know, for instance, um, if something breaks down in your car, are you, are you going to go to the, um, the engineer that drew up the plans for the car, the architect of the car, you know, the engineer, the, the top engineer that built your car. If you had access to him, let's say he was your neighbor, lived next door. He said, hey, Bob, you designed this car. He says, yeah, I designed it from the ground up. You really think that he has most experience with the things that go wrong in real life with that car? No, you're going to go to the mechanic who has common everyday experience, common sense everyday experience with that particular car that you drive. He didn't design it, but he sure as hell knows how to fix it because he has a lot of experience with that aspect of it, right? So, um, look, the globalist elites, they have way too much power, way too much power. And this trade deal is good. It's good for American people. Uh, 
that's what I believe. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Listen to this clip, okay? Here's a here's a beautiful flashback. And I have your husband signed laughter, which was one of the worst things that ever happened well, to the manufacturing your industry. That is your you go to New England, you go to Ohio, Pennsylvania, you go anywhere you want, Secretary Clinton, and you will see devastation where manufacturing is down 30, 40, sometimes 50%. Amen to that. Now listen to what Nancy Pelosi says today, having agreed on this new trade deal. There is no question, of course, that this uh, uh, trade agreement is much better than NAFTA. Oh, ouch. Yeah, of course it's much better than NAFTA. You have to say that because they got some stuff they wanted. You do have some Republicans going, oh, my goodness, this is horrible. The Democrats got everything they wanted and this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, look, Trump needed to strike a deal. Let's be honest. I mean, it's good in the news if he strikes a deal and the Democrats were kind of like, well, you know, we'll give him this deal because uh, uh, it's good for us if we get some stuff passed in there. Right. So there's that calculation. That being said, what we do want is a compromise in our system. We do want the Republicans and Democrats to work together when it's best for the American people. I mean, we don't want them to work together to screw us. But in this, I think you have some really smart Republican ideas and some really smart Democrat ideas. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I'm not a, like a one-sided guy, and I can't see both sides of the issue. Ultimately, the American people are smart. The American people want an effective solution, and they don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat or, or who the hell, a zombie or a Martian solution, if it's effective. They don't care what it's called. And I think that's what Trump's delivered, something much better than NAFTA. And I mean, that's a low standard, but uh, looking at this, I, I think it's going to be good. I don't think he just did it, you know, for, for impeachment and he just needed good news. No, I, I don't think that's what it is. I, I do think, though, that the Democrats look two-faced about this. And, and in the end, this is going to hurt the Democrats politically because impeachment is a wash. It looks like it hasn't moved very many minds, uh, one way or another. And the base, Trump's base, is still with him strong. Giving uh, Trump a trade deal then actually will look good to independents and people that are saying, hey, I didn't like NAFTA. And even the Democrats are saying this is better than NAFTA. So ultimately, if you're going to look at this politically, yes, it helps the American people, but politically, this helps the Republicans, I believe. And this helps Trump, ultimately. So... Uh, that's one one guy, you know, I'm one guy out there giving you what I think. I'm a regular guy. I'm just like an average Joe, Dan Kingston. Look, there's so much talk about like the Trump cult. And why don't you just look at the facts on the impeachment? And why is everybody in like a disconnection about, about what's going on? A major disconnect, you could say. You know, to be frank, what's happening is that uh, Trump's base doesn't care. You don't care. Because Trump's done so much good for you. I've talked about this before. And at the end of the day, if you're going to follow every single detail about this impeachment, not, not only is it so damn boring, but it's just impossible to anybody that has a real job. You can't sit through and comb through all these facts. I don't care if you're on the right or the left. Unless you have a ridiculous amount of leisure time, you're not going to be able to, to make heads or tails out of what's going on. It's easier to listen to what people are trying to tell you. And it's very tribal. And if somebody's telling you that, God damn it, it's all corruption and they're lying to you and they're, and they're doing this. And it's, it's just a, it, it, it's a, a shortcut. 
and you can jump onto that without having necessarily comb through all the facts. So it's really important that you're listening to people that aren't going to BS you. They're, they're telling you how it is. Authenticity. Trust your gut. If you ever feel like I'm being inauthentic, call me out on it. I want to know. Keep me authentic. Have a conversation. Let's continue this conversation. It's so important. Listen, this is what Donald Trump said about the trade deal. He says, America's great USMCA trade bill is looking good. It will be the best and most important trade deal ever made by the USA. Good for everybody. Farmers, manufacturers, energy, unions, tremendous support. Importantly, we will finally end our country's worst trade deal, NAFTA. Right? So you can get behind that. I think this is good, and we'll see what happens. It looks like this is going to be signed. Ultimately, this is much better news than impeachment for the American people. Okay, the Inspector General's report was finally released. So many basic and fundamental errors were made by three separate hand-picked teams, raised significant questions regarding the FBI chain of commands management and supervision of the FISA process. That's a quote from the IG report. Okay, so you could ask, does the Fourth Amendment have no meaning? Does the Constitution have any practical meaning anymore? Uh, can somebody just pull you over and search your belongings for no reason? Can they just spy on you for no reason? Or can they fabricate the evidence that's going to be seen before the judge? That's ultimately going to rubber stamp it anyway, so what's the damn point? They didn't have to actually alter any of these documents. The FISA courts, they always approve this stuff. Uh, and the Democrats are obviously such hypocrites because they were criticizing the FISA court forever. Now, now, of course, it's their best friend. And there's been a lot of smart people that have written about that. You know, you, you won't hear about it on CNN. Uh, you hate the New York Times, but if you stay away from their opinion posts uh, and opinion columnists, they do good reporting. I mean, if you can weed through it and make up your own mind and, and, and see, okay, this is where the bias is. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do that. I, I believe you can do that. Now, do I wish that it was a little bit fair, more fair? Yes. But I, I do believe it's an important place to go for facts. And I don't believe that their non-opinion editorials are intentionally misleading. I, I do believe they try their best. It's a good good source. And we need multiple sources. Otherwise, you don't have a marketplace of ideas. You have a monopoly of ideas. And so it's very important uh, maybe to recognize when people are doing a good job, when there's something that's not going right. If the New York Times releases an article, I think it's completely unfair. I'm the first to criticize that. This is from a, a super interesting person, Sixth International at Dissensual on Twitter. For MAGA patriots enraged at the IG's whitewashing and hand-slapping today, a history of the FBI will confirm it has never been held accountable as the crooked organization it was birthed from Hoover to today, murder of Black Panther and Ruby Ridge activists. It's rotten. And I think that's a really good, uh, good point. The FBI has never been a favorite among the left. And I believe this is a, a Bernie supporter who wrote this comment. Believe it or not, I do have listeners. You, I don't know if you're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're a Bernie supporter, what you are. Chances are 
you're a Trump supporter. Tra- chances are above that, you're a, a, an American first supporter. But whoever you are, you're, you're welcome to listen to the, the show and you're welcome to the club. And this is an, an open, an open uh, place for all and especially for American citizens and lovers of America. You have a home in the Dan Kingston podcast, regardless of your political orientation. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. 